What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip hop heads discuss hip hop topics. On today's side episode, myself and Jason will be reviewing the latest album from R.A. the Rugged Man, All My Heroes Are Dead. We'll discuss what we liked about the album, what we disliked about the album, give it our 1 to 10 rating, and discuss how it compares with his other albums. Then we'll briefly discuss a few topics, such as what other albums we would love to see come out this year, what we've been bumping for the past few days, and preview some other upcoming topics. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. What's going on, Jason? What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Uh, glad you could hop on for this uh, this side episode that we doing. Uh, first side episode, an album review I've done with just you. So uh, definitely looking forward to this, man. So it, here we go again, man. Uh, another album review for the show. Uh, we'll be reviewing uh, R.A. the Rugged Man's album, All My Heroes Are Dead. Uh, that he uh, just released this past week. So let's let's get into it, man. First, a little a little bit of backstory, man, on R.A. the Rugged Man. This dude, he's got a pretty interesting history. Uh, I'm sure you're pretty familiar with him already, Jason. Um, but he, uh, to the listeners, he he came into the industry in the early '90s and was signed to Jive Records. And from that point on, <clears throat> despite his talent, he. Um, he hit a, he hit a few snags. He hit a few bumps in the road. Was a victim of label politics and you know all of that other cliche stuff. And then he disappeared for some years. Uh, and then he resurfaces on Ruckus Records' Sound Bomb in One compilation with the songs Flip Sides and Till My Heart Stops, which were both pretty dope tracks and features on that compilation. Then he resurfaced again on Sound Bomb in Two with the song Stanley Kubrick which is how I first heard of him. And I thought Dude was dope from Jump. And, um, but he was always, you know, he was one of those kind of mysterious background rappers that, you know, you didn't really know what was going to happen with him, if he was ever going to have an album drop. Kind of like, um, you know, Shabam Sadiq and Mike Zoo yeah. and, you know, all those other cats that, that were down with that scene back then. And then after that, he... He didn't drop an album immediately, but he he started getting more and more recognition doing different features for uh, other independent artists and respective veterans. He he did quite a few features with uh, Eastern Conference Records and um, their compilations and uh, that old high and mighty Philly movement. And then he finally dropped his debut album finally in 2004 on Nature Sounds Records. And but in between, he's been doing a lot of different guest appearances. The most popular was, uh, or most noteworthy was the the guest appearance he did on uh, Jedi Mind Tricks Uncommon Valor, and that was a little bit before he dropped his sophomore LP in 2013. But Jason, what was your first exposure to him? Um, it was a feature. I think it was a sound bomb. 
that's when I got up on him. I was trying to figure out who he was because I think at the time I was listening to a lot of Woo, and I I think he was on somebody's he was on somebody he did a guest spot on somebody I can't know if it was Inspector Deck or somebody and and I was just like who is this dude and then I was checking for him a little bit he was on my radar but like you said he was off you know I didn't know what to expect or think of it so. He was always around, but I was, man, you know, it's like, I'll check for him about if he come out with something, but I, you know, like, he, he, he disappeared, and then I was like, that was it. Yeah, yeah, he would just pop up for these, these, you know, these random, you know, guest appearances, and the guest appearances were always stellar. You know what, he, he did, you, you're right, Jason, he popped up on that. Remember that, that Wu-Tang uh, meets indie culture compilation that came out a yeah. few years back? He yeah. popped up on there, and he had. A, I remember he had a track with J Live. I forgot yeah. the name of it, but it was it was super dope. It was super dope, and um, you know, and just you know, different guest appearances here and there. But he he's got a pretty. If you ever watch any of his interviews, he he's got a pretty um, fascinating story as far as like what he went through in the industry and getting blackballed and how he dealt with uh, his own mental illness and 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 stuff mm-hmm. like that. But Make no mistake, man. His music is not for radio or for casual rap fans. He's 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 pretty gutter. <laughs> but this is his third album, which we'll be reviewing. And um, this album was produced by Mr. Green, Psycho Left, Tone Spliff, Prince Paul, The Kick Drums, C. Lance, and somebody named The Joker. It features Ghostface Killer, Inspector Deck, Master Killer, Immortal Technique, Afro, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, Atmosphere, Coogee Rap, Benny Paz, Brand Nubian, Chino Excel, MOP, Chuck D, and actually a verse from Ice T. So, chock full of stellar guest appearances right here. So, so let's get into it, man. So, uh, right off top, Jason, man, what did you think of the album? Palm first listen, multiple listens. Okay, so I list the first time I listened to it, I. I, I, I listened to it, but I glossed over a few, and I was saying, okay, it was kind of typical from what I what I expected, but I listened to it the second time, and at, at first, I, I, I it was an okay album to me, it wasn't like one of my, okay, this is going to get, you know, uh, all this rotation in the car or something, and I said, okay, maybe it's just me being a little hard. On my critique of it But I listened to it mm-hmm. the second time And some more things stood out to me But I'm, st- You know it's a well crafted Album The way you know It's put together really well But and, and some of the tracks They go real hard But personally it wasn't my cup of tea It's It's, it's, it's cool I like some of the beats on it Some of them are okay But they sound a little repetitive uh, like the same kick patterns, the same drum sounds, or what nothing unusual. And then, as far as him as an artist who we're supposed to be focusing on, everything his subject matter was like all the same, and it, it's like like he's talking about family problems and stuff he's went through. But each song seems like a different facet of the issues that he's going through, like maybe something with his kids or his baby moms or wife or whatever. And then his father, or who, you know, just different little issues he he might have had along the way, 
and he just broke them up over the, across a different song. So it got a little repetitive to me as I'm listening to it. But one thing I will say about the album, he had to blow his budget on features. <laughs> he had to yeah. blow the whole budget. Yeah, he's got some stellar features on here, man. But, but I mean, actually, when you look at it, like, with, with his history in the game, all, all of these are people who kind of rocked with him already anyway. Yeah, yeah, but so, he still had to pay them dudes. <laughs> that's true. It might have right. been on the back end. It might have been on the back end, but he had to pay them. <laughs> that's true. And, and I got another thing. Go. I got I got one more thing. Yeah. yeah. He he sound he sounded a little I think I said this before. He sounded a little he was making me think of Eminem, early Eminem and like like trying to shock with with some of the things he was saying, it'd be like, yeah, right, you know. But he he come out kind of like with a shock type approach to whatever he's spitting at the time. I know I'm always hard on people, but like I said, <laughs> I, I just want I want the culture to move forward. So I listen really intently. But this album, it was crafted well, but it didn't grab me like I was expecting it. You know, like when you first heard Sound Bomb, since we were talking about that. Sound yeah. bomb. I was. It was like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh man. And so then you it, felt, and you it felt was the, underground. You felt the production got repetitive, and you felt you you weren't feeling some of the more personal cuts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them was really personal. It seemed like a, a lot of them was really personal. I mean, he had some standout tracks. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I can't remember how many on it, but it's it's it is six tracks on the album that I liked. That I was like, okay, okay. So that's more than half of them. I think it might have been fourteen, maybe, including the skits. It's, it's it's twenty-two tracks on 20. here, but when you take out the skits, you take out the skits, you probably got looking at uh, you take out the skits, you're probably looking at looking at like eighteen tracks. Okay, so out of them, I, I was like, I like six of them. I like Dragonfire, Firstborn. Ed Koch, New York, Hate Speech, The Slayers Club, Life of the Party. Now, my issue with The Slayers Club, which is probably the, the beat changed up. I see what they was trying to do because they had a lot of groups they had to appeal to. But, like, like he might have had, I can't remember exactly. He had, like, M.O.P. next to Onyx or something crazy. Yeah, he had M.O.P., he had Onyx. No, I mean, I mean I'm talking about placement in the song. Oh, okay, okay. All I remember I'm just was saying, that he was the last one. Yeah, he was the last one. But my thing was just, and that's nitpicking, but I'm saying that, like, you know, I'm listening to M.O.P. M.O.P. hollering and screaming already. Then you go to Onyx. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I, I would have put, and Lil Fame was on another song he did, but I would have put, I wouldn't even, I get what he was doing, but I would have just split some of that up and saved that feature for a different song. But, you know, and then the beat was changing around. And the the beat it was like a, it was like one main beat, and then he changed the beat a couple times for different groups. And I was like, you should have let the, let that beat ride for the whole track, and everybody spit like a posse cut. Yeah, Instead yeah. Of, you know, Lord, and, Lord and, Jamar actually actually said that he didn't know that they were gonna switch the beat up on the final cut. Cause he was like, man, if I knew they were gonna switch the beat up, like he was like, we would have probably spit it a little differently. You know what I mean? Right. You know. But, right. And it just made, and I can tell that they did that. 
yeah, that was probably like a like a post production decision or whatever. But I, I, I still love the track. The the fact that you can get those legends on one track, dude, man, I I ain't heard Ice T rhyming in decades. That dude is sick. Man, years yeah. It's 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 a it's news to get a fit somebody in a fifty spitting on a track, but you got somebody who's sixty two years old just straight spitting like on a feature. It's like man, it's just dudes. It, it to me it kind of shows dudes credentials. Uh, speaking of R-rated rugged man, like like his hip hop credentials, like that's that's pretty impressive to me. Well, you you were also talking about you had commented on the um you you some of the the, the brash lyrics. You were saying it kind of just reminded you of just shock value. Yeah, it, it just you know when Eminem first came out, I mean some of it might have been true, but you know Eminem was saying stuff just for the the the, the sheer shock of he said he want to kill his mother and and do this and do that. No, he like what? And he wasn't as bad, but it was just some of the lyrics of brash, and it was like unnecessary. You, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna give you a good example. You have you listen to Odd Future? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Tyler the Creator and all of them, they be they they all be together and just say some crazy nonsense, mm-hmm. and you be like, "Where'd you get that from?" What? <laughs> and, and and he's telling the story and he weaves it in and it goes with what he's saying, but some of the stuff was just like it was just shock value and that didn't impress me for what he was going for on the album. You're saying you just you kind of over over stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He just I don't know. Like I said, I'm not trying to be. A, I'm. I was looking for stuff that I liked about the album versus going in saying I don't like it. I'm a hate on it and this, this, that, and the other. I like him as an artist. I like some of his songs. I just and the album is not bad. It was just it just didn't catch me where I was expecting it to. Okay, okay. Now, now, on a scale from 1 to 10, where would you get it? I would give it probably... I was at a 6. After I listened to it the second time, I'm at a 5. Whoa. You felt like, it was mediocre. It, it, it was, yeah, and it was, you know, okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, let's put it like this. If you're impressed... Because of my age and, and the, and the hip hop that I came up on, his features on the album are on point. That's exactly what you know. He's talking about you know all his heroes are dead, so he got people on there that he was messing with all along, and and from that time in hip hop, I get that. I love that. But the features on the album is what is the saving grace to the album. So I felt like you know. If you remove those features, would you like the album? And I wouldn't. Really? Yeah. And I and I wow. and I didn't even I didn't even feel that way the first time I listened to it. That was on my second go around. If I didn't hear MOP, if I didn't hear uh, any of the Woo on there, you know, the Inspector Deck, Ghostface, and whoever else was on there, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. not you know. Well, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You give it, you give it, give it a five out of ten. It's a strong five. It's a strong five. I, I, I want to go six with it. Like I said, if I took off everybody on the album, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really particularly care for it. Wow! Wow! 
I mean, it go hard. I ain't gonna say it don't. It go hard. But that's a something. <laughs> it do, and that's why it's a five. <laughs> that's why I gave it a five. So you felt you felt you felt the combination of beats and lyrics on here. When you take out the guest appearances, you felt the combination of beats and lyrics on here were, were, was fairly mediocre and run of the mill. Yeah. Wow. Well, I gotta disagree, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna go in with my review, man. I, I I I love this album, man. Like, I don't think it's like a classic or nothing like that. A lot of people, a lot of reviews I've been seeing on YouTube and reading are calling it an instant classic. I'm not going to say that, oh. but this, oh, this was a very impressive album to me. You know, already this is only his third album in 16 years. So it's like, dude is about clearly, he, he values quality over quantity and I, I like the tracks where he's giving you a, a, a window into his world and some of the tragedy and loss that he's been through in his life. Um, I didn't I didn't care too much for the very last track. I, I felt that he could have mixed that one all together or just put it somewhere in a different spot on the album. I, I wish he had ended the album on the Slayers Club or, or with the Slayers Club. In fact, well, let me just get through my favorite tracks. My favorite tracks were All Systems Go, Slayers Club, Legendary Loser, Life of the Party, Hate Speech, Contradictionary, and The Big Snatch. I love how in Life of the Party he talks about the person he used to be and the person he is now that he's had kids and has changed them. You know, I, I like tracks like that. I like I like I like hearing adults rap about being adults and maturing and, and you know, but still having a little bit of that, that recklessness inside of you. I really like the track uh, Hate Speech, just him just kinda just kinda just talking about the world and how much it's changed and how sensitive people are living through a screen that was i thought that was a really good track just talking about how brainwashed and blind people are but then you got the the battle tracks on here like legendary loser and dragon fire and all systems go when he's just giving you just just dope just just battle rhymes um i thought it was a well-balanced album that that the, the songs that i i think he fell short on were the ones where he tried to get a little bit more show a little bit more his sensitive side like i didn't like um i didn't really like wondering i didn't really like um the afterlife that was pretty much it those are only only songs i could really would have could have done without mm. you know ed Koch, new york I, oh man i love that track especially that killed his verse on there and I just like, I like hearing about people rap about just old stuff and the way things used to be. You know what I mean? Like, there are very few people who are in hip-hop now who remember that stuff that he was talking about and can articulate it as well as he articulated it on that on that track. You know, I just, I was a big fan of that. I was a big fan of that. Well, I, well, I got a question for you, though. So, yeah. okay, so you're breaking the album down in terms of I agree. Oh, yeah, I, I feel you. I, I, I disagree with you a little bit, but I understand where you're coming from and your analysis. But let's just break it down. You know, okay, starting with the beats. Because the first thing with the track coming that, that hooks you, that pulls you into the track to even listen, is the beats. You was okay with all of his beat selections? No, not all of them. The, the ones, the ones I didn't care. The the beats that stuck out to me that I didn't care for. I didn't care for. I didn't care for the beat on Wondering. I didn't care for, for the beat on Afterlife. And I, I kind of didn't care for the beat on 
golden oldies, but they did such a great job with the lyrics and with the hook. I was willing to forgive it. But that's what I'm saying. I can't. You, I can't separate that. I, I can hear what you're saying and what you're going for and what you're trying to do. But whether you fail or make it work, but that's that, three tracks. I mean, if you if you're talking about three tracks out of eighteen, no, that's, you that's like what you're team. saying. I, 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 no, 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 no. I, I add to that list, and that's just you. I'm saying that's just your your critique on it. I have a lot more. I'm not looking at the track listing right now, but I have a lot. The ones that I did mention to you. Them are the ones that I like all the way around. Uh, the other tracks I didn't like none of the beats. Mm. That's I'm just saying baseline. I didn't like the beats. They was hard, but I just didn't like the beats, and they sounded the same. And so I mean, so I know what you're going for. That they sounded the same. Okay. It, it was just it just I mean, by no means is nothing on this album to me like you saying somebody talking about an instant classic. Nah, nah. It's it's something that now, if one now, of the songs will, popped on in my rotation, I, I'm like, okay, I, I'm not necessarily gonna turn. But now, what I will give it, I will give it an eight out of ten. I will give it an really? eight out of ten. I thought, yeah, I thought this was it's like lyrically and production wise. When you look at its batting average, lyrically, I think it's I think it's one of the more excellent albums to have come out this year. I'm not gonna I'm not, I can't I'm not gonna go quite nine. But like I was thoroughly impressed by this album. Ooh, but, boy, you did it. Here's what I, <laughs> so here, here, here's what I, I'll ask you: that how would you how would you rank it or compare it to his other LPs? Well, did you like? Did you like? So he had he had Die Breaking Man Die, and then his second one, Legends Never Die. How would you rank this album? How does this album compare to those other two? Uh. It's a little. It, I think I like the. I, I think I like uh. Die. I, I think I like die. Die a little bit better. The first one. Yeah. The one with Timbo King and all them on it. Yeah, I think I like that one a little better. I, I know he's trying to stick with the same thing, but it was just like. I don't know. I feel like this album, it, it, it made me feel like he was trying hard, and and I didn't know why. If that I think makes he sense, he was just doing what he always does. Like I, I think you think so, I, and I, I think I will say this: I like I like Legends Never Die slightly better than this than this latest one. Reason being, Legends Never Die. But you would be giving album. that a nine, then. I give it an eight point five. I give it eight point five. If you're into if you're into that sort of rap though, like I like I said, I wouldn't yeah. none of these albums would I recommend to casual rap fans. But for me, me personally, I rock with them. Like I, I would I would give I would give Legends Never Die the slight edge over this album because Legends Never Die was only like I think fifteen, sixteen tracks. It got to the point a lot quicker. And that was the album I believe he showed the most growth on creatively and, and subject you know, subject wise from Die Record Man Die. Cause Die Record Man Die was just like that was just like balls to the wall, uh just I'm just say the most shocking vulgar stuff and but the yeah, stuff, yeah, the yeah stuff. but what I'm but see what I'm saying is if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't don't pull your punch. If you're gonna do it, do it. And I was expecting that and I wouldn't surprise when you first did it, I was like, okay, now I know that's surprising come from 
for me, because I'm that dude that I don't really care for Eminem, and I ain't, I ain't no big Eminem fan, and I don't, and you know, like I told y'all all the time, I ain't no Kanye fan, you know, so Kanye do stuff, he's like hit or miss to me, and Eminem, I just be like, okay, what are you talking about, you know, and that, you know, and that's just, you know, you could get into lyricism and everything, and you could be saying some crazy shocking outlandish things but that you know just because you saying it don't make it work and this is like it, it be sometimes it be out of place and it don't work for the situation or the beat or whatever you trying to do it no got, i, I got a max just, it's like just, onyx just, being just, on like, like like onyx onyx one of my favorite songs by onyx is um last days they pulled that off perfectly the reason being is Onyx is always screaming and hollering and got to sound extra hard. And that beat went hard, but they, it just matched. They, 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 they found that grimy and gritty way to spit over it, but they pulled back a little bit and it just, and it made it perfect. But imagine Onyx always hollering and screaming when they first came out on every single track that they got that, you know, that might not have required it. And it just it be it would sound out of place sometimes. So and that's kind of how it felt to me. Okay, so so you 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 feel you feel like he's a one trick pony then like like or what what are you saying? Because like these tracks, no, nah, he he got two tricks. He got two. He got more than one trick. He either he either fast rap or or he's saying something shocking or he's saying something just to say it. I don't know, man. I disagree. I disagree. Like, like tracks like "Firstborn" and um, uh, what was the other one? "Firstborn," "Golden Oldies." I think he, I really think he showed a different side to himself, man. Even "Life of the Party," where where he was. Did, but did you like the songs? Yeah, yeah, I like those songs. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I like those songs. Like, no, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't hate the album, but it ain't no, it ain't no my favorite list, man. I get what you're saying about MCs who become like a caricature of themselves and they just, oh, it seems to work. People really like this. So I'm going to just do that for the next 10 songs. It's like, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think he's that type of MC. I mean, like, like I said, in 16 years, he's given us only three albums. It's like Eminem has given us 10 albums and on seven of those 10 albums, he's doing the same thing over and over again. And I don't really get that with Ari the Rugged Man. But, like, I get what you're saying about the speed rapping thing. It's like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And I think he does it very sparingly on this. Like, he does it at the very end of the first track. And then he does it again with the track with Afro. And then right. he doesn't do it again for the, re for the rest of the album. So I thought he did it sparingly enough where, like, it didn't start to get stale. You know, that's just me. Yeah, that's me. So, so here's my yeah, next yeah. question. Would you recommend this album to anybody else? Yes, I would. I would. But I mean, just, you know, to have a diverse um, catalog or something to listen to. to and, and let me say this. Even though it seemed like I slammed the album, I'm not knocking the album. And like I said, it's just not my cup of tea. But far as okay i want some hip-hop to listen to compared to what else comes out like um what's that dude camp little whatever eternal itaki something 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 who 
What's dude name? He, he got some album, some Eternal Itaki or something. Look, look, not Lil Uzi You talking about? You talking about? Um, what's the dude's name? Lil Uzi Bird. Yeah. Compared to stuff like that, you know, you getting fed. You getting fed. You know, I look at like personally, like like to Pimple Butterfly. I keep using that as a reference. That's like a meal to me. That album was like a meal. It was different. It was insightful. It was poignant. You get the full crazy, meal with an album like that. Album from his catalog. From I know that, but it but right. That that's my point. But that was. I feel it's point. his best album. Huh? I feel it's his best album. I think so too. I love that album. I didn't even. I didn't even like. I didn't. I wasn't even digging Kendrick until I, I listened to that full album. Then I went backwards. Cause I was like, I, I heard some stuff, but I wasn't no big fan of certain things. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I went on about my business. But after I listened to that whole album, I went backwards and found stuff that I did. Like, it changed my perspective on it. But, like I said, that's a meal to me. But some people give you something that's like a little snack, a little quick bite, a little something. You know, this album, in, in, in terms of that, it wasn't like a meal to me. It was like... I got me two hot dogs, fries, and, and a pop. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, and then went on about my business. Whereas the other dudes, like a little Uzi Vert is a bag of candy, it's even that. So, yeah, and I ain't I'm a bag saying, of candy. It's not, it's not that. I'm just not no, I'm just not no, you know, big fan of what he was going for. So, okay, so let me ask you this, just so we can get a clear idea of where you coming from. Because, like, when I listened to this album, I was like, man, I really want to review this. I, I was like, man, who from the from the crew could I review this with? And I, I thought about Jamil, but then I, I thought you were, like, the second person I thought of because of your age. And I knew you would yeah. most likely rock with these guest appearances. So, let me ask I you this. I do. I do. That's what I think. <laughs> right, right, right. And I figured you would. What was the last thing, since you're giving this album, because it, it don't sound like you, you have major issues with him as an artist, or even major no. issues with, with individual songs, but you're, you're giving it a 5 out of 10. What was the last album you heard, what was the most current album you've heard that you would give a, a, a 7 or, that you would rate a 7 or 8 out of 10? The last album, I know. But I mean, because I, I don't want to pull nothing out. I'm going to look at something real quick. I don't want to just pull nothing out, you know. Uh, an uh, uh, eight or a nine? Okay, yeah. We said eight, eight or a nine? nine? Your last album, yeah. Uh, to, to Pimp a Butterfly. Probably, I gave that a nine. And that was a couple years ago, a few years ago. That was 2015. That was 2015. You so what would you have given Little Brothers last album? I would have gave that an eight. Ah, I would have gave that. A, I would have gave that an eight. I gave Pimple. I'm just going. You said nine. I, I would have gave that an eight. It was a couple things on it. I, Cause I was like, I did want to hit Nice Wonder on it, but I didn't get that. So what would you have given uh, uh, Rhapsody's last album? Ooh, that's a mixed bag for me. You talking about the uh, because a lot of it was like I love the album, but it was just like I, I just I felt weird listening to it. like I was listening to a bunch of female issues, and I love Rhapsody. 
I get I probably would get it about an eight. But I probably would get it about an eight. I like the album. Ooh. Yeah. What What would you get the last Run the Jewels album? I can't say that again. What What would you give the last Run the Jewels album? Oh, uh, dude, I'm not a big Run the Jewels fan at all. Really? Yeah, I, I know that's weird, but I, I ain't no I ain't no big Run the Jewels. I mean, I like LP and I like Killer Mike. I'm just not no big fan of them. Okay, you talking about this one that one with this with this one with Primo and Greg Nice on it? Yeah, that's the that ooh la la, or the one before? The one before that the ooh la la that the actual album has not dropped yet. Right, it had. I'm about okay, I, you know, because I love that track. I I ain't no yeah I ain't no big run the jewels man. I tried. I ain't no big run the jewels man. Okay, so what would you what would you rank? Uh, um, man, who who is I gonna throw at you? Uh, what would you rank, man? I don't even know who else. To, what would you rank Odyssey's last album? Ah, uh, cycling back, cycling back. The iceberg. Uh is that the one? Is that the is that the one that's white with the the art blue art line or something? Like that? I'm trying yeah. to picture that in my head. It's, it's like white and gray. It's like white and gray. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm probably get at a six too. I wasn't feeling that album that much, surprisingly. Okay, I got a better one. And the reason I got a better one because I because I, I listen to that album. I can honestly say I listen to that album probably twice, and then I have not went back to it. Okay, fair enough. I got a better one for you. What would you give Tribe's last album that came out in 2016? So do you? Okay, so <laughs> here we go. So do you want me to give you the real or the the nostalgic? Um, get, 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 put them both together. Put mix them both together. I'm just trying to get a good okay, gauge. Okay, my of what you think my I, my issue. Okay, so that album came out. Q-Tip was pissed off, talking about we didn't get not we didn't get a Grammy. Nah, we didn't get. I didn't think it deserved a Grammy. Mm, I loved. The, I liked the album, but I didn't think it deserved as a Grammy. No, well, well, when you compare it to the albums that did get nominated, it most definitely deserved to get nominated. Yo, okay, no, I'm not even comparing it to them albums because, I, yeah, that's that they was whack. I ain't even on that. I'm just saying on its own from the standard of of hip hop that when you say tribe, the standard that you enlist for tribe, it was the album sounded like, in my honest man, and I love the album. The album sounded like. Throw away, a few throwaway tracks from a Q-Tip project. When you know, after you know, when his his stuff didn't sound like the Uma and JD influence. It was more Kamal, the abstract type with instrumentation and things like that. And it sounded like something from that he was doing, like when he was made getting up and some other things and some other artists. And he just used all of those tracks together and they put together a tribe album. Because when you look at the album from that year, that that, that it would have been um, eligible for Chance the Rapper is the coloring book one, but the other the other nominees were De La Soul and the Anonymous Nobody, DJ Khaled, Major Key, Drake Views, Schoolboy Q, Blank Face, Kanye West, Life of Pablo. That tribe absolutely deserved to get nominated if those got nominated. Right, man, I disagree with that. I disagree with them. 
I didn't think they deserved none, I didn't think none of them I mean if that's all it was that's what it was but I didn't I'm saying I judge tribe by a level of of I mean I judge tribe by tribe you know how many times have you gotten the tribe album and you just with the exception of beach rhymes and life I mean I, I like that like album but I, I like the album but that's not a, when you talk about all of their albums that ain't not well I take that back the love movement wasn't all that I mean they had stand, standout moments and I, and I love Tribe, man. I'm, I go hard for Tribe, but I'm just saying, dude, just the the album. I, I love like the it, album, like but it's a couple like tracks it. that I skipped through. Yeah, I liked it because it was their more, um, it was their, it felt like their most mature album to me. So Did I that? liked it for different, for, for, liked it for different reasons. No, Beats Rhymes a lot. Okay. Oh, be okay. But, I mean, I like this album, but, it, but I, I definitely could feel... I, 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 I'm, I'm a mixed bag on it. I really like the album, but just from what I was like, if I came, it, it just wasn't. It, it sounded more like a Q-Tip album than a Tribe album, if that makes any kind of sense. Okay, okay. Well, and I, I'm, I, I mean, straight from product from production side, not lyric wise, but just straight production side, production wise. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I was just trying to get give give people a, a clearer view or right, understand my for myself get a better view of what you consider a dope album or eight or nine out of ten album would be i mean it's, it's up there i i'm i'm just fluctuating on it i mean it's up there every album you mentioned that I, I hold in high regard with the exception of the ones i said i didn't i'm just you know like i, I think I'm, i told you before you know you get into the nine ten range that's like a classic and, and it holds up over time Right, that's that's you why know, I said eight. What would you consider eight? I'm so yeah, so them albums, them albums are all in the eight range. Definitely, I'm not gonna say they're not. I just, it, it just, it, but just because it's in the eight, like like I I would put that tribe as an eight, but I just, it's just like with an asterisk next to it, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, grading on the curve compared to it's it's yeah. their past work. Yeah, it's, it do, it doesn't measure up. I give you that. But uh, I may—I don't know. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment because not a lot of dope stuff has been coming out this year. And that was one right. thing I wanted to talk talk about too was that like these artists with albums in in, in the in the vote already, man. Like just just drop your album, man. Like because this this COVID nineteen lockdown stuff is is probably going to last for a, at least a few more months. They've already canceled mm-hmm. all the summer uh, festivals. We ain't got nothing else to do in the house, man. Drop these albums. This Black Star album has supposedly been done for months, and but no word on that. We we got this Run the Jewels four album that's that's supposedly done. No word on that. Folks need to hear him drop their music, man. But that's, that's that's all I had to say on that. But uh, in closing, this week, man, what you been bumping, if anything? You know what? This this uh, it ain't been no hip hop. It's been uh, what's the dude's name? I'm trying to see what his name is. It's, uh, I can't think of his name. I'm not looking at it. He's on Blue Note. He 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 a guitar player. Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. That's gonna bother me. You know what? Hold on, let me look. Cause it's gonna bother me. Uh he got this album called The Beat Take Two. I can't think of his name. It's on Blue Note. It's on Blue Note. The Beat Take. It's uh Beat Take Two. It's on the tip of my tongue. His name. I can't think of it. But they just dropped the album like a couple of days ago. Him and his other dude. You buy it? Are you buy a computer? 
Yeah, I'm typing it in now to be tape. Tom Nish? Yes. Okay, okay, yes. yeah, I know about Tom Nish. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to him this week. I was like, you know, like I said, ain't nothing been coming out that I've been like, so I was like, all right, let me go look at something a little different. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. So, um, for myself, I've just been listening to, actually just been getting ready for the, um, the, the album Face Off we got coming up for this Monday for the show, uh, Kendrick Dang album, <laughs> going up against, um, J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive, mm. and I just been getting into those two albums, uh, getting back into them, I should say, cause I was, I was 100% positive which one I was gonna lean toward but i'm not i'm not so sure now i'm not so sure now but just getting reacquainted with those and still bumping the already rugged man and i think that's then that's oh you know what else i've been listening to uh souls and mischief 93 to infinity i've been bumping that too mm. Mm. so yeah i'm always playing older stuff i gotta hit i gotta hit like something classic you know so yeah yeah i'm just been, been getting back into the old stuff man but um hey but there you have a lot of j-roo <laughs> i gotta get i gotta get back into my j-roo he's one of them that like was was underrated back in the day man it's hugely underrated i think he kind of got overshadowed by the other people associated with the whole gang star crew like the Freddie Foxes and the um, so? Big Shoes and the Bumpy Knuckles, yeah. I don't think so. I just think when he um when him and Premier they had a little brief falling out. I think it was either that or Guru or whatever it was. It was some business reasons why they couldn't mess with each other no more. I thought it was a falling out over something, but he came out with a few more albums without Premier and they wasn't good. Yeah, I remember so, those albums. I remember those. It albums. just was like so. So people stopped checking for him. But I mean, but whenever he hook back up with Primo and everything he do, I mean, it, it be it's, it's it's dope. I mean, I heard the I heard the original version of the Ten Crack Commandments that he did because that you know that Ten Crack Commandments beat was his. Oh what? Yeah, it was originally a J. Ru song. For the for New York for um, one of the New York radio stations where they like like the intro music hmm. so they ten and ten or something like that nine and nine or something like oh ten, it might have nine and nine or ten and ten whatever it was in J Rule I heard the original version of it and I was like oh this is you know and I guess whatever happened Big and Puffy wanted to beat oh wow wow well hey they, I'm, gonna send, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send it to you I'm gonna remind I'm gonna remind myself to send it to you. Yeah, they, they probably was able to outbid him. <laughs> but, um, no, it yeah, wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. He used to like, just give it to him. It wasn't even like a full song. He asked Jay Room. Jay was like, cool, give it to him, which kind of negated all of that whole I hate Big and Puffy that he put on his second album, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Why why complain when you, when you gave him right. a green light? I mean, he got, he got his money. I, I ain't hating on that. He got his money. There you have it, man. That's 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 it for the show, man. We we try to keep these out reviews quick. I'm giving this album an eight. Jason's giving it a five. I strongly suggest <laughs> y'all listen to it, y'all sell, so you can judge for yourself. And you know, I see where you stand with it personally. So 
But there you have it, man. Jason, and I, man. I, I think hey, and I take I take all hate mail. I take all hate <laughs> yeah, mail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jlaunch at gmail.com. I take it all. <laughs> yeah, let, spell it out for the listeners, man. Spell it out. J L A W S T at gmail.com. Hey. <laughs> or KJ now at Hotmail. Yeah, I don't. I, either one. I get them both. <laughs> uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, man. So thank thank you once again, man, for carving out the time and um and doing the review with me. Um, shout out to Jamil. He he wanted to make it, but he had some other things. I guess he had to tend to. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, this week with another fresh episode. We're gonna review some um. We're going to do an album review where we put Kendrick's uh, third album, Dang, up against J. Cole's 2014, Forest Hills Drive. And we're also going to talk about albums, or album cuts, I should say, from back in the days that we felt deserved to be singles or just bigger radio hits. Um, those kind of forgotten cuts. I got a, I got a long list of, uh, of songs I felt uh, could have got, you know, burned on the radio, but it just, just never showed up. But... So, you know, y'all y'all stay tuned for that. But with that, I'm going uh, to sign off. I'm going to say peace. And uh, we'll get it in on the next. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. 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 It was real when Kool Herc worked the wheels of steel. Now we bring the game back into his New York field. I'm here back. So yes, I guess it just the rest your fest. I'm trap press, I'm O.D.Y.R.S. Tretch, Gordy Jazz, Jeff Slick, Rick, I'm Doug Fresh. I'm deaf, I'm cannabis before we met Rockleff. Original, I don't bite, I don't need nobody to go strike. Gucci rap, strike the mic. I recite the type of hype that you like. I'm sweet back, I'm uptown Saturday night. I'm Black Caesar, I'm Ruby Ray Moore, Dolomite. I'm an assassin rapping. I'm Grand Prince Theodore when he invented scratching. I'm Wu Tang Killer B, epitome of public enemy. Gambling, hustling like smooth and trigger be bitter be bomb stickity dickity dies. Literally, I'm pawn in the middle with little widdly. Didn't do diddly, didn't he listen to me? I'm all good, I'm hood. I'm Ice Cube before he turns off and went Hollywood. I'm poetic from grave diggers. I'm ODB, I'm headquarters. I'm Ted Demi, I'm Paul C. If I ain't better than big, I'm the closest. I'm Richard Pryor before multiple sclerosis. I'm B from Gold T. Peace, Mantronics, that's a sonic, symbolic, vampires, so sonic. I'm trade chronic, melodic with logic, Islamic, a poverty, profit, economy, robbery, cock it. I probably, probably drop it. It gotta be honest, the opposite, the novelty, rocket. I heard he hand cock it. I'm on it, throwing your gun. I'm funky four plus one.